1: Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Wednesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. All new pre owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Dennis Dodd will join us today from CBS Sports at 4.06 to continue our conversation on the college football playoff committee, moving forward with that summer study on expanding the playoffs, Monday's ruling from the Supreme Court from the NCAA. All that can be coming up. Lots of good stuff from Dennis at 4.06 today, and we'll continue that conversation. But also today... We'll get into this about baseball. I never thought after all the debacles with the replay we've seen this year that it can get any worse for Major League Baseball. But it has with this foreign substance crackdown that they started implementing this week after the 10 minor league players got busted for it. And I don't mind you as a league policing... The game, it's it's totally fine with me, but I think there comes to a point where you want to do the crackdown and send a message to the players, but then at the same time, there's overload and there's some ridiculousness associated with this, and we saw plenty of that last night across baseball, most notably between Max Scherzer and Joe Girardi at Citizens Bank Park last night between the Phils and Nats. Now. For those that missed it, Max Scherzer was already randomly checked a couple of times. He's already been accused of this in prior years of using foreign substances with his pitching. Umpires randomly checked him twice. Then in the middle of the fourth inning, Jar Girardi asked the umpires to check out Scherzer again because he noticed that he saw something that he thought was egregious. And of course, Max Scherzer thought otherwise, and so did the nationals front office and manager and they even tried to check bryce harper today with his hair during as they continue on to citizens bank park this afternoon and this whole thing has just gone out of hand steve so what all right so uh (laughs) i mean seriously this is it's absolutely ridiculous
0: okay so, so let's let's okay. We got two parts here because one's going to be the Suns Clippers game, which I think just ended a half hour ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, and, there's
1: another problem to get to as well.
0: No, but this this is both of them actually are the same topic. It's league management, and this the issue was not Joe Girardi, Max Scherzer. That that's that's small potatoes. That's nothing. Okay, uh, we deal with big picture here. Uh, and not the low-hanging fruit. Big picture is this. This is the mismanagement of baseball right here. The NFL, to its credit, will get to the preseason, and they will call one penalty after another. In other words, this is what we're emphasizing this season. They take games that mean nothing, and they'll call more penalties in those games to say, hey, look, this is how we're calling it this year. Now, it doesn't mean the NFL doesn't have games where there are too many penalties called or, as I refer to, the de facto defensive holding call, which just happens out of nowhere. You're like, okay, really? Uh, Something like that. Major League Baseball is absolutely guilty in this vein where they should have enforced this in spring training. You've got 25 to 30 spring training games apiece the month of March, where you can be throwing guys out of spring training games left and right for putting a substance on a baseball, left and right. In other words, telling them in no uncertain terms, we're enforcing it. You don't do it 40% of the way into the season. Only an incompetent organization does that. When they have at their disposal... An entire month of games that don't count where they can enforce what needs to be enforced then. Everybody knew at the beginning of the season it was an issue. Everybody knew just that the baseball itself had raised seams and a little bit of film on it. Everybody knew when the season began. We've been talking about it since the end of March. Well, now you're adding in lotions and rosin and all you know all sorts of stuff. That these guys are putting on the ball in order to get a better grip on the ball. Well, as Pedro Martinez said, excuse me, why do you have seams? This should have been enforced in spring training. You wouldn't have had Joe Girardi and Max Scherzer last night. You wouldn't have had it. Okay? Bottom line. Scherzer acted like a jerk. Girardi acted like a jerk. They both were jerks last night. But baseball forced, forced that kind of attitude by doing this now instead of doing it when it didn't count in March, where you can then set the tone for the entire season as to what to do. We are eliminating this from the game. We're going to eliminate it. You're you know, you're caught in spring training. You do it. Boom. You're ejected from the game. And guess what? You're not gonna do anything for for five, ten days. Sorry, yeah, but I need to make the team. That's your fault. Okay? And that's see that's the big picture is the mismanagement of it. Major League Baseball has mismanaged a lot. They mismanaged the return to the game last year. They mismanaged the minor league system, right, coming into this year. They mismanaged it completely. I mean, you talk about a group that just cannot see the forest from the trees. I mean, I honestly to God, what do they do when they get into meetings? What do they do? They listen to a bean counter? Bean counters ruin more organizations than anywhere else. We can all save a million dollars apiece. You can save the salary of a middle infielder? Oh, my goodness, let's let's knock this out. So what do you lose by losing the minor leagues? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. You've lost 40 40 cities and towns that were watching baseball with families which means they're bringing kids to games oh and by the way we're struggling with the 18 to 34 group and oh oh hmm you mean some of those kids who would then grow into teenagers might want to go to a baseball game oh and after going to a game in their hometown may want to go to a major league game? Hmm, really Interesting Right The baseball's traveling too far Okay, so we're going to put new baseballs in Okay, well it turns out the baseballs have a little bit of a film on them and whatever And we're going to We're not going to enforce anything on substance Until 40% of the season's over Who sat down in a conference room and came up with that stupid idea? You've got spring training. What, are you just so happy you were able to get to spring training and you forgot to enforce all the other stuff? Really? You could have taken care of this in two weeks of spring training and set the tone for the whole year where everybody knew what was expected, and they didn't do it. You have... An organization now across the board has many teams that are basing what they do on analytics. And by the way, analytics is telling you that you really don't want anybody in the team over the age of 33. Well, where do you get that talent? Oh, I don't know. It's young talent. Okay, great. Where do you get it? Oh, the minor leagues. Oh, oh, that's right. We eliminated a couple levels. Yeah, okay. And now on November 30th, their contract's going to run out for this year. Where are they in negotiations right now? You can negotiate now if you wish. Where are they in negotiations? So the Girardi thing and the Scherzer thing is just dramatic small potatoes. It's low-hanging fruit. Could care less about it. Fine. They got into an argument. Guy got thrown out. So what? It's Major League Baseball's fault. Not their fault. They They had a golden opportunity for an entire month in March to handle it and set the tone for the whole year as though how? The game is going to be played, and they wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it, really. Great, wouldn't do it. And now they're stuck with this situation and the dramatics of last night. I mean, it's dramatic for Philly fans because it involves Girardi. It's dramatic for, you know, uh, Washington fans because it cheers her. But the bottom line, it's Major League Baseball's fault. It's not their fault. They had a chance. Wouldn't do it. Who runs this thing? Who sits down in the conference room and then says, oh, um, uh, oh, okay. Maybe we ought to do something about this. You didn't think about that in January? There is an offseason. Now, I know you want to talk about Girardi, so go ahead.
1: No, my point was to get to exactly where how baseball has totally mismanaged this thing. No, uh, I'm, I'm total, completely with you there.
0: It's a total botch. It is. It's, you do this in June. Hey, does anybody in the off season in that organization actually do anything, or are they just so relieved they got through twenty twenty? They put their feet up and they they celebrate. What? You gotta do something. You and gotta you take a long hard look at how other leagues go about their business and copy it.
1: <laughs> and as I said before you jumped on, Steve, I thought we already hit a rock bottom with the way replay was at the start of the season. But we've reached a whole new low with the way this has been. You got guys taking off their pants. You got guys, you know, ticked off being checked by the umpires. I mean, this is just, this has gotten so out of hand.
0: And then you got Phoenix and the Clippers last night. If I hear anybody on ESPN say, what a great game all over the place, excuse me, do you know the sport at all?
1: It was a good 0.9 seconds.
0: Okay. (laughs) That game stunk last night. That was about as poorly played a big game as I've seen in a long time. I mean, did you watch the fourth quarter of that game?
1: I didn't. I, I was I was sound one. asleep, but I heard it. the last 90 seconds took a half hour. That's ridiculous. What?
0: But they were launching one three-pointer after a three-pointer, and they were bad shots. And miss, 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 miss. And like, was, I'm sitting there going, this game stinks. I almost turned it off. But point wise it was at least close enough and it was an important game for that all right, we'll hang in. Five times they go to the replay. Five times and they weren't short. It's I mean, and the last one took forever. Because Ty Lue put the defensive group on the floor to try to defend the, the play that we all knew was go everybody knew the ball was going to Aiden. And let's give, by the way, Devin Booker credit. Because do you know I've talked about Devin Booker, guys that know how to play the game? Booker's out there. He's the one that set the screen for Aiden. I mean, Booker set the screen. And Crowder made an unbelievable pass, and then Aiden was able to put it in. Aiden had nine double doubles in the regular season. He's got five in the postseason. Interesting. But you're right. Great finish. But the replays took forever, and then you're supposed to, there are no timeouts left. That means neither team can substitute. In that situation. And of course, the Clippers substituted two guys. They even had one guy, Reggie Jackson, throwing the ball in. You're looking like, around, you can't throw the ball in. He can't be in the game. I mean, you go, the coach either knows the rule and is openly cheating or doesn't know the rule, and that's not good either. And they took for. Ever and ever and ever, and you're sitting there like going, Why are you wasting our time? First of all, so I waited till the end, and the Suns won. But the level of play in the fourth quarter was slightly better than poor, the officiating was slightly better than poor, and the number of replays and how long they took were absolutely poor it was not a good night for Adam Silver and the NBA again
1: well the officiating's been atrocious from the start that's nothing new
0: but it's the how long they're taking with the replays go to the monitor take 30 seconds go we're all done get out of here let's go let's get back to playing I just I'm not just I can't stand how replay has evolved into we've got to see if it hit the fingernail Oh, for goodness' sakes! Just go, <laughs> just move. I will say this: Last night in the spikes game, we have Joe Putnam on in a minute. Last night in the spikes game, actually, they could have used replay on one. Damiano Palmisani hit a home run last night. There's three big po- posts that hold up the scoreboard in left field. It hit the middle one and dropped straight down. They called it a double. I'm going, oh, you got to be kidding me. They had to have a conference last night at a ground rule double because they bounced and they hit the uh, hitter's background, the batter's eye. I'm sitting there going, does anybody here have depth perception? Anybody? Just. <laughs> <Okay. sighs> I think I said in the broadcast, live I thought it was a home run. Looked at the replay, video don't lie. <laughs> it's like, come on.
1: Oh. <sighs> You're all sorts of fired up today, I like it.
0: He hit it halfway up the post. It <laughs> didn't barely clear the wall, okay you know what the what tracks trackman said the ball traveled three hundred ninety five feet. you want to know how far the wall is there three seventy eight I think it went out
1: <laughs> do the math yeah
0: I did it with my eyes it's out of here. <laughs> Holy mackerel. I've already seen one home run this year down the line that was that was fair. Foul ball. I got, does anybody have depth perception here?
1: Aye, aye, aye. It's unbelievable. Apparently it's the Yums like taking... are working their way through as well.
0: Oh, no. I didn't. <laughs> Then I looked down and the third base up was the soup. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Humbles Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Here on News Radio 1070 WKLK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great new inventory. In like fact, I was talking about Sunbury Motors today, my wife and I, uh, leaning toward Ford to go to Sunbury Motors. That's our lean right now. Special, specific model we're thinking about, too. Uh, great pre owned inventory. Great sales staff, fabulous service department, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at SunburyMotors.com. We'll get to Joe Putnam in a moment. I want to get this story in here first. It's a restaurant called uh, the Entitled... Where is it here? Stumble Inn Bar and Grill in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Okay, it's about 30 miles southeast of Concord. All right? And I've been to Londonderry. Beautiful, beautiful town. Guy comes in and orders... Two chili dogs, pickled chips, and some drinks at the restaurant. The total bill is $37.93. He left a $16,000 tip. Bartender Michelle McCudden told the TV station, he's kind of a mystery man. I've been doing this a long time, but I never thought anything like this would ever happen to me. Restaurant owner Mike Zorrell said he initially thought he misread the receipt. I thought it was a mistake, a typo. Members of the staff said the friendly customer, and he doesn't want anybody to know his name, told them it was not a joke. Staff members at the restaurant split the night's tips evenly anyway, but the eight servers working that evening wanted to extend the gift of generosity, so they made sure the cooks were in on it as well. McCudden said everybody was incredibly grateful for the customer's kindness, particularly after the pandemic forced more than 110,000 restaurants and bars to shut their doors the past year. McCudden said we all went up and we thanked him. It's just been a rough year for all of us. For someone to do something like that really restored my faith in humanity. Really cool, huh? $16,000 tip on a $37.93 bill. And was really, and if you want to relate to it locally, is referred to as the Stumble Inn Bar and Grill. I mean, to name it after the suit was really terrific. I just, just no. With that, we bring in somebody who, if he had sixteen thousand, would give a tip because he's just one of the great guys going. It's Joe Putnam, sir. Welcome. It's great to have you back.
2: Great to be on with you, Steve, and uh, looking forward to uh, great action tonight at Medlar Field at Levrono Park.
0: Yeah, I was talking about the replay earlier in the NBA, Joe. I said. Yes. <laughs> I said, I wish they had it last night. <laughs> <laughs> that was a home run.
2: <laughs> that's hey, we that's what we had. Although I, it's interesting, uh, I saw uh, Delwyn Young and Damiano Palmigiani, uh taking a look at that uh, earlier today. I guess conducting their own investigation. But uh, I told Damiano, I said, hey, it's it's a home run in our book. We'll put an asterisk next to uh, that double
0: point." <laughs> Well, Joe, it's uh, there's a lot going on. There's a game uh, coming up tonight at six thirty-five, and then tomorrow night is going to be Bark in the Park. Uh, For the uninitiated in this area, Bob the baseball dog is just like part of the fabric of what goes on at the ballpark. But you know, at some point, age enters into it, and the world's greatest garbage can picker has even slowed down at that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That he has, but you know. that's why we've got this put together bob the baseball Dog's retirement potty at p-a-w-t-y <laughs> uh tomorrow night uh, as part of the park in the park here and uh you know it's not, it's not to say that bob is never going to visit again he's just stepping down from his official duties as the canine face of the organization but we're uh excited to uh hold this for him and uh hopefully all of our uh, four-legged friends out there can join us at the ballpark. Of course, everybody can bring their dog on each park in the park night, but this is a special one, so hopefully uh, all of our uh, canine friends turn out for their buddy Bob the Baseball Dog.
0: And it's also the final opportunity for Putt, you, versus Mutt, yeah. the dog. It's yeah. it's cake eating, and I'd like to know whether or not you have been getting ready for that.
2: Oh, it, Steve, as, as I always do, I have been (laughs) laser-focused on this. I've been in heavy training with the cake eating, so you know that I'm going to be ready for tomorrow night.
0: (laughs) All right, so one thing that I've noticed, obviously, in the past um, few games, Joe, is the attendance has been just steadily going up. Uh, Nearly 4,000 were in the ballpark on Sunday. Really good crowd last night. What kind of reaction is the club now getting to the league, the level of play, and so forth?
2: I think more and more people are, are realizing several things. A, the uh, quality of play in this league is as good or, or better uh, than it has been before. I mean, these are top collegians from across the country, uh, guys who are getting selected, many of them highly, in the uh, MLB draft coming up in July. So uh, we're seeing some really good efforts. We're seeing, I think, the pitching quality in this league has even more so taken an uptick over the last couple of weeks since all the major college players, players that were further into the postseason, have joined MLB Draft League rosters. I think we're seeing that up and down the league. Uh, And we're also seeing that more people are just wanting to get out. And here in central Pennsylvania, you know, there there are things that we're used to having that uh, aren't there this year because, of course, you know, you, nobody really knew what July was going to look like when it was May, and so decisions had to be made, and, and certainly there was a lot of information that went into those, but we've been around uh, started the week before Memorial Day, and uh, fans looking for something to do know they can find something every day of the week at a Spikes game. Uh, the daily value promotions are there, great discounts, great specials, uh, but not only that, just a chance to get out and enjoy the outdoors, enjoy... Uh, you know, for some family fun, get the whole family out uh, for some uh, affordable entertainment out here in Happy Valley. So they're looking at spike games, and we're starting to see more and more groups, and we certainly uh, have it open, Our, uh, you know, those, the groups from the same business, co-workers, clients. Uh, there are ample opportunities throughout the rest of the season to come out, and as we said throughout many times, uh, these are groups that have not been able to get together in over a year. And they're taking this opportunity to come out to the ballpark and have it be the first get-together for everybody to see each other face-to-face, hang out, have a great time. And we certainly encourage more and more groups. If you're a business out there, if you're uh, a, a, an organization, a social group, that you're looking to get out, you're looking to do that thing to get everybody back together after a long time apart, this is the place to do it. We've always prided ourselves here at Medler Field Lebrano Park on being a community gathering place. But maybe those communities, uh, you know, are, are the pockets of those communities need the opportunity to meet up, to get together, to socialize once again.
0: Well, that brings us to the next part, because being a new league, it has brought in, uh, obviously, new people to watch the league, the people from PBR. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably more scouts, Joe, than we've ever seen there. Usually we'll see a steady stream of scouts, and usually it's before the trade deadline we'll see a lot of scouts. Yep. but we've been seeing a lot of different scouts who have then in turn given us uh, feedback I know I've been, I, and I've been impressed by the feedback about the ballpark the fans, the operation, what have they been telling you?
2: Well, I mean, they've been telling us, I know that the folks from Prep Baseball Report, several of them have been able to come to the ballpark and they are just wowed by uh, the, the whole setup here at Medler Field, LeBrono Park, it's a you know, we, we've known, Steve, you and I have known this as a major league level facility uh, for many, many years. But I think that the folks at PBR certainly are very impressed with the whole operation. And it's not just the field, which is great, uh, which is kept up to uh, the highest standards by Matt and area. It's not just the facilities that are present here. It's the people as well and, and the work that's done. By Scott Walker as the general manager, by Dan Petrazolo as assistant general manager, by Matt Neary as uh, the senior sports turf manager, uh, and everybody up and down the line. And they, they're very impressed. And I, I think that really they might even be looking at State College. I mean, we've got rave reviews uh, from from everybody who's rolled in who hadn't had the chance before to come out to Medler Field, LeBron Park. And uh, they may well be uh, looking at state college you know, for a lot of things that can be emulated league wide and and maybe across PBR and across uh, the whole setup here for the draft league moving forward. Uh, so it, it's very it, it's heartening to hear the feedback that we've gotten uh, and uh, to know that uh, we're, we're doing things, accomplishing things, still in a first class manner. Um, you know, no matter what the circumstances might be.
0: You've also had a chance to talk with other uh, organizations within the league. You actually went up to Williamsport uh, on Saturday. It turned out it was rained out. But when you've talked to other organizations and you've talked to our good friends at Williamsport, including Gabe Sinecropi, who's one of the great guys in any organization and any particular oh, yeah. business, Gabe is about as great as it gets, uh, what, you know, what's then their reaction to what they're seeing in their hometowns uh, outside of State College?
2: Well, you know, it it is interesting uh, hearing feedback from from folks across the MLB Draft League. I think that, you know, in West Virginia we're hearing, I know uh, Kerrick Jackson, the president of the Draft League, visited West Virginia, and I know he was impressed by the setup in West Virginia. He'll be coming here to State College next week, but uh, the fans were enthusiastic, knowledgeable, and they really have taken to this league very well. I think the same can be said for the fans of Mahoning Valley and even Williamsport as well. And, and we all have been in, in different circumstances to start this season, just with uh, various COVID-related uh, regulations and restrictions. But uh, across the league, they're basically lifting now. And, of course, here at Medler Field, LeBrono Park, it's been a safe and a fun environment here uh, from the get-go. Uh, and certainly as things opened up, as we got to Memorial Day, uh, the fans were ready for it, and they're ready for it across the league as well. I think that, uh, you know, as, as they see more and more of these players, fans across the league realize about the quality of this league, and they are also just excited to, to be able to get out and to enjoy the uh, fun of a baseball game uh, for players that are getting ready to become drafted in the Major League and could, in fact, become uh, a member of any one of the 30 Major right. League clubs, not necessarily just one particular club.
0: Exactly right. Now suddenly, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of Williamsport fans were locked into the Phillies. You know, Matt Virling is now up with the Phils, but his brother Mark is playing in state college. His brother Mark can right. be his brother Mark can be drafted by anybody, and all of a sudden we we're looking at his road to the show. And the spikes now, in their short period of time, now have sixty-five different individuals that have come through that have made major league baseball.
2: Exactly, and the latest one, of course, happened just last night. Lars Dutbar. Uh, making the start in left field for the St. Louis Cardinals on the road in Detroit facing the Tigers. So congratulations to him. But uh, we're going to see many more names added to that. Like you said, Steve, could be any one of the 30 teams uh, that they take their path through. And, of course, you know, in the past uh, several years, it's been the Cardinals. And maybe players have debuted with other teams, but it's because they've been traded. They've been uh, picked up. They've made their way to other organizations. It's all started with st louis though but this year the options are wide open and and also what it means too is that you know for folks who may not necessarily have been cardinals fans particularly pittsburgh pirates fans who had the cardinals in their division and had looked on with envy at uh, st louis for many years and then hustled to the top of the division for a couple of years there uh in the mid-2000s i i think that pirates fans phillies fans uh you know even Nationals fans, Orioles fans. I mean, we've seen all sorts. We've seen Braves jerseys out of the ballpark. And I think fans realize, you know, any one of these guys could be part of one of their favorite teams. And it covers, you know, so much uh, geographic area here uh, that really you you have fans of, of all teams. It's not, you know, you might be a Cardinals fan or you might be just a State College Spikes fan. But either way, right now, your guys could go to the Cardinals they could go to the Blue Jays they could go to the Mariners they could go to any number of teams and Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be very exciting when the draft comes around during the Major League Baseball all-star break Mm -hmm. uh, as to where these guys land and we couldn't be more excited for them I know you and I have both seen uh, some guys uh, Highland Hall comes to mind in particular Andrew Moore is another guy I mean they are receiving rave reviews for their play and they were receiving them already but now in this sort of finishing school here in the draft league, they're really standing out and making their mark and raising their draft stock, which is what the entire point of this league has been uh, from its inception by Major League Baseball.
0: By the way, a note on Lars bar New- uh, who played for State College, had his first game last night in Detroit. Uh, he knocked in a run last night in his Major yes. League debut. But mom and dad weren't there. Uh, mom and dad... they're were trying to work their way back from their thirtieth anniversary. Uh, they are going to be there for game two. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so so and he says, Look, mom and dad will not miss his second game. Right, they, right? But they were trying to travel home from their thirtieth winning anniversary celebration last night, and they couldn't get to Detroit in time. <laughs> so just a quick note well, on that. By the way, Joe, absolutely. 4th of July, 5th of July, uh, just for fans in up and down the Valley here, this is a great place to be, especially on the 4th of July, because the fireworks, which is always spectacular here, it's only going to be limited to people in the ballpark to actually physically be there.
2: Exactly. And, uh, you know, the the great Central PA 4th Best fireworks show going on once again, uh, ramping back up to normal. But uh, this season... The fireworks show is going to go off. It's going to be visible across central PA, but the main viewing area is going to be here at the ballpark. And the fireworks will go off after the right after or almost after, right after the spikes 5:05 game against the Trenton Thunder. So the 5:05 game, get a ticket to the spikes game. You can stick around and get the prime viewing location for the Central PA Fourth Fest fireworks as well. As well, it's going to be a spectacular show as always. And uh, I think a lot of fans are really looking forward to it. Tickets are moving fast as people want to get their seats. So if you want to get those prime seating locations, and you can't go wrong really around this ballpark, but there are certain seats that are much uh, right in that line. So if you want to get those, you got to act now. I know in the Diamond Club sections, right behind home plate, those are going fast. There's only a select few seats left there. So make sure that if you want to be part of the 4th of July here at Midler Field, LeBrono Park, you get those seats. You get those tickets, reserve them now, don't wait around because who knows yeah. how much longer they'll be there. And uh, not only that, like you said, we are home the 5th of July. That's old-school baseball day. Uh, it'll be a 4 5 game uh, <laughs> that day for the observed Independence Day against Trenton. And uh, we're going to throw things back a little bit. So, really, you know, baseball... Uh, is woven its way into the American fabric. I mean, baseball, apple pie, the 4th of July. What could be better than
0: that? (laughs) Absolutely. And you and I will be on the concourse doing the game on the 5th. So that will be a lot of fun. Joe, we can't wait to see you here a little bit. Uh, By the way, Lars did triple today. Ah,
2: excellent.
0: So that's his first major league hit. Pretty good.
2: Tremendous, tremendous work for the uh, young man from USC.
0: Yep. Thank you so much, sir. See you in a bit.
2: Thank you, Steve. We'll
0: see you soon. All right. That's Joe Putnam. We will come back more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOCAT. Okay.
2: I've seen Max a long time, since 2010. Um, obviously, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, but I've never seen him wipe his head like he was doing tonight, ever, going like this. Right. So it was suspicious for me. He did it about four or five times. Um, it was suspicious. I didn't mean to offend anyone. I just got to do what's right for our club.
0: I mean, after being in the Yankee organization for years, he's—you know—he understands bending rules.
1: (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) You know what he does because he was victim of the stinking Astros in '17.
0: Oh, come on. You notice the Yankees can't complain that much just because they cheated better than they did. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, my goodness. All right. I I don't know. I mean, you're checking him three different times. I mean, there- isn't there a point where... Again, Major League Baseball should have cleaned this all up in the month of March. Now they're cleaning it up when the games count. I That's a I mean, you're a really poorly run organization when that's your MO. You've got spring training, the league, it's not that the teams need to use spring training to get ready. Okay, Major League baseball needs to use spring training to set the tone for the season so everybody's ready and on the same page. I mean, for example, even in college football, no preseason games. They'll bring in Big Ten officials for scrimmages who will then talk to the players about what they are emphasizing.